Thank you so much for joining me here again today. I appreciate you taking the time out to be with me. This is your first time uh, watching one of our videos. I thank you so much for uh, spending the time and I pray that uh, something I say will impact your life in a great way that God can speak through me into your life. Uh, if you'd like to see other videos we've done, you can always find us wherever you get uh, your podcast from. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. Now, uh, if you weren't with us last week, I, I recommend you go back and listen to last week's. Uh, it was uh, Life Plugged In, and we were talking about how uh, what our lives look like when we're plugged into God, that uh, if we're looking for true happiness and joy and purpose uh, and love, that those things can be found in a relationship with our Creator, God the Father. Now, this week, I want to take some time and look at the fact that, yes, there's things that God wants to do in us, but we're not put on this earth alone. We're, we're put here in packs, in families, in friend groups. And when we have our life plugged in, it's fantastic. We can do great things. But God's not just asking us to live a life in solitude. God put us with other people. He put us in family groups. Now, some of us may not have big family groups, but God's given us friends, whether it be one friend, 10 friends, it doesn't matter. God gave you people to be around you. And there's a reason because we're, we're communal. We're made to be with one another. Now, when we're with each other, we can live our lives plugged into God. But that's great for us. But what does that mean for our friendships groups, for our families? God's not asking us just to be plugged in by ourselves. He's asking us that as a family group, uh, as a friendship group, to be plugged into Him. And uh, today I want to take a look at what does that look like? What, what does that even really mean to be uh, have a family that's plugged into God? You know, we get a lot of different, a lot of our different character traits uh, from from our families. Now, some of those are going to be biological things that you you just can't change. Like for me personally, I'm I'm a bigger guy because guess what? Everyone in my family is bigger. I mean, yes, there's always that small chance that there was some skinnier person way back uh, in our family group, but honestly, everyone in my family, my immediate family, we're all big people. So I get that. The fact that I got no hair right? Uh, balding patterns. That's something that I get from my family. That's a biological trait. That's something that I can't change. That's something that uh, my parents can't change, that they gave me, that they, they passed this down to me. But there's also certain traits that we have in our families and our friends that are not biological, but there's still things that are passed down because of the people that were around, because of the people that have raised us. You know, there's, there's certain characteristics that, I mean, I look at it and I, I love sports. Now, is that something that's biological in me? Well, I mean, I was kind of built for it, right? Uh, definitely not built for basketball. People hate playing basketball with me. Uh, when I play basketball, you know, I was raised playing football and rugby uh, for years. So when I play basketball, if someone drives on me, I'm dropping a shoulder. Yeah, I know you're not supposed to, which is why everyone always gets mad at me. They always call me fouls. But dude, if you're going to run on me, I'm going to drop my shoulder. I'm going to put you down. So uh, if you ever get a chance to play basketball with me, don't. I'm not saying I'm a great basketball player. I'm not. But I do like to integrate contact sports into basketball quick side note but uh so but what are the traits that i have in me 
that aren't biological, but I still get from my family. I mean, it, it can be simple things as uh, the way I get up in the morning. You know, I mean, if, if you're raised to be that person who's up at the crack of dawn, right? And it's always because your mom always had you get up and, you know, and make your bed right away and keep your room really neat and tidy. That's a trait that you're going to get from your parents. And as you grow, you're going to continue to do those things because that has been ingrained in you. Or even the, 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 the styles of food that we eat. You know, I mean, everyone always loves their, their, their mom's cooking. You know, you, I mean, I can't say everybody, but in general, it's, it's your mom's cooking. When, when I first got married to my wife, it was actually a pretty big battle in our house. I mean, I would leave work, I'd go to my mom's house, I'd eat dinner at my mom's house and without telling my wife, and then I would go home. And my wife was constantly like, Jason, you don't eat that much. Why, why aren't you eating that much when you get home? I, I, I make you these meals and you never eat them. And I'm like, oh, I'm just not hungry. And so one day she actually called me uh, when I had left work and I was at my mom's house eating my mom's food. She's like, Jason, where are you? Where are you at? I'm like, oh, I just stopped by to, to say hi to my mom, All right? Until she started figuring out that, wait a second, you're eating at your mom's house every day uh, before you come home to me because it's something that I was raised that, like, that's the taste of food that I like because that's what I was raised with. Now, was, is that something biological? No, but it, it was my comfort zone, All right? And there's gonna be certain things that we like and certain things that we do just because of the way we were raised and the people that, that, that were around. Now, these, these character traits and whatnot aren't, don't just come from our family. They, they also come from our, our friend groups, the, the people that we hang around, the, the, the people that uh, we're around the most. I mean, yes, we're, we're with our families a lot growing up, but I'd say at least half that time we're with our friendship groups. Now, there's certain things that, that we're gonna get from not just our family groups, but from our friendship groups. Things like the way, we, the way we talk, the slangs that we use. Yes, we get accents depending on the regions that we're in, but there's certain uh, slangs and, and nuances in the way that we talk that we don't just get from our family, but from our friendship groups. That, you know, if, if, when you're with your friends, it's only they're gonna understand. Or the, the words that we talk, we, even with, with my kids, they'll come home and they'll, they'll say something, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But of course, they're thinking that they're with their friends and their friends would understand exactly what they're, they're talking about. So when, I, so when I talk about friendship, or when I, when I talk about traits that we get, I'm not just talking about things that we get from our biological families, but honestly, uh, some of the best friends that I've grown up with, they are like family to me. So when I talk about having a family that's plugged in, I'm not just talking about our biological family, but our friendship family. Uh, the, the people that are around, that can be our church family. Uh, that can be our school family, the people that we hang around with in school, the people we hang around with in, at work. These are all people who help to shape us and that whether we know it or not, the people that we're helping to shape. And if we're hanging around with people uh, that are plugged into God, and if we are plugged into God and hanging around with those people, we're going to rub off on them and they're going to rub off on us. So I want to take a look at a couple of things that, you know, I mean, that the traits that we do get from our, from our families, whether they be biological or just friendship groups. 
So of course for me, when I, when I want to look at uh, family groups and, and how that plays out and the things that that, that, that does for us, I, I look to the Bible and I look at uh, how this works itself in the Bible. And I think one of the biggest family groups that we can see how this generational characteristics uh, moves through is the children of Israel. Uh, of course, the whole Old Testament is about the story of them because it's the story of coming up to Jesus and Jesus' ancestry. Now, if we look at the children of Israel, uh, God did some amazing things in, in them. Uh, God took them uh, from Egypt with Moses and moved them out of Egypt and did amazing miracles. And unfortunately, they had to go through the wilderness for uh, 40 years. And when they were going into their promised land, unfortunately, Moses couldn't go there with them. So then Joshua took over, and that's where I, I want to start taking a look at, at them, is Joshua takes them into the promised land, and uh, Joshua had learned so much from Moses, because he was Moses' right-hand man for so long. So uh, when Joshua took them into the promised land, he led them in a godly manner. And through, and through Joshua, uh, God gave them all the promised land that he, that he had promised them. And at the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua sits down with uh, all the children of Israel and says, listen, I want to make a covenant between us and God for the amazing thing. So he had set a precedent for them. He said, listen, this is what we're going to do. And he laid out all the amazing things that God had done for not just them, but for their ancestors. He goes, these are all the good things that God has done in our family, in our friends. And then in uh, chapter 24, verse 15, he, he says, okay, listen, I've done all these things. Now listen, for me, this is what I'm going to say. He said, and if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of our fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites whose land you dwell in. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he said, listen, this is the characteristic that I, I want to pass on to you. He goes, you don't, you don't have to do any of this. But he said, I'm going to stand up and the people of my household, we are going to serve God. We are going to plug our lives into God. Not just because of the things that God has done for them in, in the past and the things that he had just finished laying out that God had done for them, but because he knew that he was the God of the future. And he knew that the things that God wanted to do in them, and there was so much more that God had promised for them. And he said, as for me and my house, whether or not you like it, whether or not uh, you join with me, me and my family, we are going to serve God. Now the children of Israel after this said to him, hey man, yeah, Joshua, we're in. We will serve God. And then the verse after that, Joshua goes, no, dude, you don't even understand. I don't think you can handle this. He's like, no, you won't. You can't uh, do it. But they said, no. We know this is a character. This is something that, that was passed down that we've seen God's working. He said, they said, no, we will serve God with you. Because Joshua was plugged in, he said, this is something that we are going to do as a family. He passed that trade on to the rest of Israel. And for generations down the line, God was able to work in the children of Israel because a couple of men decided to stand with God and the leaders of 
the children of Israel said, this is the example we are going to set for them. When Moses said, I will stand before you, uh, before Pharaoh, and proclaim God's greatness and say, these are God's children, let them go. The children of Israel saw that and said, you know, these are the character traits that we will take on because one man served God, a whole generation, uh, a whole people served God. And because Joshua said, me and my house, we will serve God. A whole people served God and followed God. Now, we as Christians in this day, what's the legacy that, that, that we're leaving to our children? What are the things that we are standing for and saying, this is something that we as a household, that we as a people, when you're talking to your friends, they, they look at you and go, what do you stand for? What are the character traits that your friends are getting from you? Are you standing and saying that I am a child of God? And they're looking and going, that's something that I want. That's a character trait that I want to take on. When your children look to you, what are you showing them? I want to take a look at a, a couple of very important traits that we pass on to uh, not just our children, but our friends. Uh, as children, uh, that uh, young people, we can pass on to older people and people can mimic us. Uh, the older people can look to us. Uh, maybe you're... Your, your parents uh, aren't Christian. Maybe your friendship group isn't Christian. They don't believe in God. But what are the things that you can do, that you can stand for, that can possibly change not just yourself, not just your friendship group, but possibly multiple generations? Now, one of the major things, the character traits that we get from uh, our friends and our family is our moral compass. The, the, the where we get our morals from. You know, where do we get our, our values from? Is this something that isn't, isn't born into us? We don't just automatically get that because I was born into a Christian home, because generations down uh, the line from me were, were Christians. That's not something that is ingrained in me. This is something that, yes, my parents were, were Christian and I got to know Christ because of my parents, because that was a trait that was ingrained in me that was important to them. So I looked at God in a different way. And my moral compass came not just uh, from the Bible, but from, from, from my family, because I saw the importance of it in my family. I was able to look to, to God. And I get my moral compass because of the personality traits of my parents. In Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds. By the testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Am I getting my, my moral compass uh, from the world or am I getting it from my, my family and my character traits? What am I passing on when my kids look to me and when they're five, six, seven, eight years old and they're trying to understand what's right and wrong in this world, what am I passing on to them? As a, as a coach, I, I'm able to coach rugby and affect the lives of multiple children throughout the years. When those kids look to me and they go, what is coach Jason doing? 
Is he standing on the sidelines yelling and screaming and swearing? Is he calling us down? Or is he standing there and there's something different about this guy? There's something different when he stands there and yes, we may be losing, but he shows us love and he shows us compassion and he shows the teams across from us love and compassion and understanding. And they see that and they go, there's something different about him. I want to be like that. What am I passing on to those people who are around me? That when I don't know people are, are watching, but I can guarantee you people are always watching. But when I don't know they're watching, what am I doing? Where am I showing my, my morals are? If I'm plugged into God, then I'm automatically going to be following the will of God because that's where my heart is. And that's where my morals come from. What are you plugged into? What are you showing so that when your family looks at you, are they going, yeah, that's where I get mine from. And I understand where that is. Where are our families, our friends getting their moral compass from? Is it coming from God because we're plugged into God or is it coming from something else? Is it coming from, well, the TV shows that we watch? Another major character trait uh, that we get from that's not necessarily uh, biological to us is just our habits. What habits do you have? What habits are you passing on to your children? I know, I know for, for me, uh, one of the big habits that I'm really try, I'm, I'm trying to work with, I'm trying to, to be better with, and I know this is something that uh, a lot of people, uh, they struggle with. Some people don't even think about it, but it's something that has been brought to my attention that I, I try to work on is this crazy thing called a phone. I mean, I'm from a generation that I was barely in that time where uh, I can remember when a phone was something you picked up and you just called somebody with. But now when we say a phone, a phone means something completely different. A phone can be all-encompassing. A phone can be the habit of habits. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you want to do is roll over and check your phone, check your Instagram, see who's posted what. Now our kids are watching us do these things. These traits are being uh, put into our children. The habits that we have when our kids see that, hey, the phone is the most important thing in my, in my mom and dad's life, it must be something important. Then our kids take that and when we, when we see our kids on their phones for long amounts of time, we go, hey, you need to get off your phone. They're thinking, what are you talking about, mom, dad? You've been on your phone the whole time that I was. Why are you telling me to get off it? So is that habit that we're passing on to our children things that are not going to take them anywhere? Or maybe our kids walk into our room instead, instead of seeing us on our phones, they're seeing us on our knees or they're seeing us open the word when they come in they expect to see the word of god opened on 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 the bed i mean i gotta be honest when the kids gonna be watching this and be like oh i see what you're doing now dad there's a reason that when i read my bible in the morning i'll leave it on the bed open so that when my if my kids happen to walk into my room instead of seeing a phone sitting on my bed they'll see a bible and they and they know that this is what my dad is finding more important. This is the habit that he's ingraining in himself. Instead of looking at his phone, he's looking to God. What are our kids seeing us do? What's the habit that our children are getting from us? Is it 
every time I eat a meal, I gotta take a picture of it so that I can show everybody what I'm eating? Or is maybe the habit instead, I'm putting my phone down and it becomes a habit that I look at the person across from me. I know I'm pulling out some like, hey, this is real life stuff. Then I'm gonna look at the person across from me and engage with them and have a conversation with them and not worry about the device that's connecting me to people that aren't actually there, but instead have the habit of putting my phone down and connecting with the people that are actually there, connecting with my children. I try to make it a habit personally that when they come home, I ask them, how was school? What did you learn? Did you have any problems? And I pray that as they grow up, they see that the things that are important are the relationships and that my kids have the habit that they're going to ask their children and be engaged in their children's lives. What are the habits that we are passing on to our children? What are the habits that we are passing on to our friend groups? This is important things. And if we're living a life plugged into God, then those habits should reflect what God is speaking in our hearts. Those character traits should be trying to mimic God because that's what, I mean, if we, if we are Christians and we're trying to grow in Christ, the things that are important to us are mimicking Christ's life. The habits that Christ had, that when Christ was in trouble, we read that the thing that he did was go to his father. And if we're getting that habit, that when we are in trouble, we go to our father, then our kids and our friends see that and we pray that they go to the Father. Once again, going back to the children of Israel, when the leaders, the people that they looked up to, when they were engaged and they had the character traits of Christ, that Christ wanted them, that they read from the book of the law and they were engaged with what God was doing in their lives. We see that the whole people, the whole generation was influenced by that. But of course, as soon as the leaders turned away from God and decided to follow other gods or not even follow God at all and be heathens, that the whole people, the whole generation turned away from God because as a family, they were not plugged into God. So we as Christians, if you're not a Christian and you have a family that's messed up and you have personal characteristic traits, you're like, I, I, I wanna do better. There's only, I can't fix myself, but I can go to the person who created me and they can help to fix me and they can create me into uh, the person that God wants me to be. And in doing so, I'm going to affect all the people around me, whether it be my family or my friend groups, the people I work with. They will all be affected by the things that I do privately and, and at home. So we as a family, we need to be plugged into God because the things that we do right now can affect generations down the line.
I pray that when my kids see me read my Bible, that they'll read their Bible and generations down the road will not just read their Bible, but dive into it. I don't want them to be Christians just because I'm a Christian, but I want them to be a Christian because they saw the things that God did in my life. And they say, God did something great in my life. I saw the power of God in my parents' life, in my father's life. And I want that. And I see that. So what are the characteristic traits that we're passing on? Is it a legacy of love and of God? Or is it a legacy of selfishness, selfish desires? Did they just see me posting selfies on Instagram? What is it that you are passing on to your children? Is your home plugged in? Is your family plugged in? I pray that uh, it is. And if it's not, there's no condemnation. Guess what? Today is a new day. God is looking to change you for the better. God wants you to be the best you can be so that your family, your friends can be the best that they can be. God wants so many good things for us. And all he's asking us to do is come to him and ask. And he's saying, I want to pour out in your life. I want to do something great in you. So I pray that God continues to move in you in a new and a fresh way and that your family and your friends become so plugged into God that God is able to pour all the blessings that he has for you into you. I pray that God blesses you this week and you have a fantastic week. I love you. If you ever want to get a hold of me, please comment below, uh, call, email uh, North Douglas Church. I'd love to be in contact with you. And I pray that God does something great in your life. God bless and have a great week.